Hey everyone, Jeff Hoagland here with Church Playing 2.0, the podcast for churchplaying.com. Today I want to just kind of go over a article that I found way back, way back in 2010. It's entitled, Things I Wish I Had Known Before I Planted a Church. And wow, how these things on this list still apply today. So again, it's things I wish I had known before I planted a church. And the first one is this, half of your core team will leave you in the first year. You know, we often talk about core teams, launch teams. We also talk about scaffolding teams. And that is the reality. The majority of them will leave you in the first year and 80 to 90% will be gone within the first two years. People that you think would be with you forever and ever. Amen. And they're, they're, they're not. And so just expect that. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Our heart is for the people. We want them to be where God has placed them, where God wants them. And if that's our heart, man, when people leave, we bless and we release. And number two is uh, never pick staff from outside the church. Now, that is a, that's a tricky one because sometimes, if we're honest, um, especially within a church planting church, it's tough to find. Uh, we can go the route of internships and, and train people that way. And I've seen a lot of great uh, results from, from that methodology. But when it says never pick staff from outside of the church, sometimes I think it might be necessary. But that should eventually, especially you know, as the uh, as the church is existing and, and progressing and growing, that should be the rarity. Hiring from the outside that should be the rarity rather than the norm. All right. So uh, that's that's a, an item here that I. I agree with partially and but I understand the heart of it the heart of it is to find people with your DNA so you know there there's an easy transition into the the, the church and number three is you can't build a church on college students and there you go I almost disagree just a little bit there I understand what they're talking about. I'll read to you what, what this, this author wrote. He says, our first year, we had almost 70% college students, almost all unchurched. And they were great. They worked hard. They grew spiritually. They developed into good leaders. They left town when they graduated. And so I believe that's his heart right there. Now, sometimes we have uh, we have churches that are planted in college towns. And there, there is that, that factor where people will be with you to, from four to six years and they will eventually leave. They'll find jobs elsewhere. They'll, they'll move on. However, we have also seen it where those people leave and God sends others to replace them. So it's always um, college students involved in the work of the ministry. So for that one right there, uh, that's a... I partially agree again. <laughs> so uh, number four is this. These are the lessons, lessons uh, that he wished he had known before he planted a church. The next one is this. Never count on the money until the check arrives. <laughs> now, 
I can relate to that. That people will will promise you the world, and uh, many times they will under deliver. We've had people tell us before, hey, you know, this is the um, this is something that we believe in. We're going to get behind. We're going to sow into the the ministry. And guess what? No check arrives. And guess what? <laughs> That's okay. You know, uh, this is the the Lord's church. It's the Lord's work. And so we just believe that He's going to provide, whether it was through them or not. But that is a great lesson to to learn. Never count on the money until that check arrives. And it gets kind of weird too because we don't want to be that that guy, that gal who follows up and say, "Hey." Remember, you plan, you promised us uh, blankety blank certain amount of money and uh, or help or whatever it is, and you know we just don't want to be that person just to kind of stalking them and hounding them. We just want them to give with a, a cheerful heart, right, with the right motives, etc. Uh, number five is this: recent church planners are your best resource. That is true. That is true. Um, the greatest advice, uh, the greatest friendships, uh, some of those can be found within other fellow church planners. They, they understand, uh, you know, what it's like to get started, what it's like years one through seven. They get it. And, you know, if you can build friendships with them, man, that would be huge. Number six is you can always plant another church. You can't always have another family. Wow, that is huge. I spoke a little bit about this in the last podcast, but your family needs to be your priority right after God. So it's God first, spouse second, family is the next on the priority list. And we can't just say it. We need to live it. You need to show them that you care about them more than you care about the work of the ministry. Number seven is spend more time reading the Bible as compared to other books. Amen. Now, I definitely agree with that. There's a balance to it. Of course, that is true. We need to be in the Word of God and not just reading for sermon prep. I also see a lot of value in reading. I am a man, I'm a lifelong learner and I love books and I am always in at least two or three books at one time and I think there's a lot to glean from those books and so uh, hey but this is where the, uh, the author was spend more time reading the Bible than other books and man there's a lot to be said about that okay get in there get with God and guess what the word is alive. He's going to speak to you. Number eight, get out of the freaking pulpit every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of folks um, are very protective, protective about their, about the pulpit, about who preaches in their church. And, you know, we are shepherds and, and I understand that, that point of view, but hey, you know what? We need to understand the ebbs and flows of us. And we need times of rest, refreshing, recuperation even. Uh, church planning is not for, uh, not for the weak of heart. And so we really need to uh, pace ourselves. 
And we need to get out of that pulpit every once in a while. Now, even if we're not gone on vacation or whatever, we need just a little break from sermon preparation. Number nine, don't fall in love with some... uh, Let's see how this is written. Don't fall in love with someone else's community vision or calling. There we go. There's a little typo there. Don't fall in love with someone else's community vision or calling. Again, I spoke about that. Um, The last podcast... You know, uh, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Uh, guess what? The, the grass on the other side, it also needs mowing. Well, that's all I have for you guys. Um, if you've been blessed by this, I pray that you would uh, go ahead and share it with others. And uh, I would be forever grateful for that. And if you want some more uh, free resources, blog articles, man, we have a tremendous library of articles on our website. So I'll see you guys on churchplane.com and I will be chatting with you on the next episode. God bless. Thanks for listening to Church Planning 2.0, the podcast for churchplanning.com. For more information, visit us at our website, churchplanting.com.